0: and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Sports podcast. This is episode 61 for the week of February 26th, 2019. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and today I am joined by a man who I felt like I haven't seen in a century, but realistically it's just been a few days. Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem, Will, how are you on this I w- I'm gonna say frigid Monday afternoon.
1: Doing good now. It was definitely cold going to work this morning. Um, driving in my car, I had like my, my jacket over my hands, holding onto the steering wheel because it was I that, that cold.
0: Feeling.
1: Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, I'm doing fine. Work went by pretty quick. Got a lot done today, so that's good. Um, how are you doing?
0: We'll get to it. I'm yeah. I'm great. But I'm tired as fuck, but we'll get to it. Get
1: used to that. Yeah, I
0: know. I know. <laughs> we'll get to why. Um, But yeah. Should we talk about what's going to be coming up on the show, Will? Sure. Let's, let's do it. So, spoiler alert, I became a dad. Uh, we have Halo Outpost Discovery information to talk about. We have tournament recaps galore. There are a lot of them. And we also have our topic of the show this week, which is the competitive merit. Within games, but before any of that, will. Before any of that, we're. What do we actually? I'm just. Not, I'm not even gonna say that. Welcome to an introduction of a topic that's never gonna remain a topic again. But I'm gonna say it anyway. Welcome to sports talk. Oh boy. Will I saw your tweet. About, oh no, uh, yeah, yeah, about, about the, the wild, the wild. Yeah, well, about the about the, <sighs> uh, the NHL draft. Um, you know, the NHL trade deadline. Yep. Right. Give me, give me the. What what what's going on in the world of hockey, Will? Okay. So, um today
1: or the day before this airs on Monday, yes, is the National Hockey League League, the NHL trade deadline. Um it's the last day teams can trade players before they make their push for the playoffs. Um earlier this so I guess pr- prior week, we traded um we traded Car- Charlie Coyle for, and when I say we, I mean the Minnesota Wild, because we're from Minnesota, so the nope, Minnesota you. Wild, it was just You traded them I'm part of that org-,
0: org now. Yep, you're the owner of the Minnesota Wild, <laughs> yeah, officially, right, right now. <laughs>
1: um, no, so the Minnesota Wild traded Charlie Coyle for Ryan Donato, um, Charlie Coyle, more established, little bit older player, Ryan Donato, younger, um, hasn't proven himself, so to speak, um, before that, we traded Nino Niederreiter, fun name to say.
0: Sounds familiar. I don't um, pay attention to hockey for those listening, but that name sounds familiar.
1: Um, for, I, I don't even remember who we traded him for, but they haven't, they haven't really shown up. Niederreiter's been killing it in Carolina. So fans were angry about the Niederreiter trade, right? He's because been, he's
0: doing better on a different team?
1: Yeah, and that he was like one of our top prospects for a long time.
0: So was he was he doing well while well on our team? No. Yep. Can you blame them then? So go ahead, go ahead.
1: Right. Um, so then we move to Charlie Coyle getting traded for Ryan Donato. Yes. We'll say Charlie Coyle was a former first round draft pick for the wild. So he's top notch caliber player. Again, not currently performing to his expectations, traded for Ryan Donato. Um I said in my tweet that Donato has been a spark for the team. He's an offensive-minded player. He's shooting the puck. He won us the game in overtime yesterday. He's uh, he's kind of proven his worth. Also, if you look at it, Ryan Donato and another one of our younger players, uh, Jordan Green- Greenway, played on the U.S. Olympic hockey team together. There's history and there's chemistry there. Um, you, you get rid of a player that's not producing for someone who has potential to produce and bring chemistry to the team. Plus, we get younger we open up salary cap. It's great. Seems like a win-win. So those those both happened last week. Okay. Cut to this week. Today, trade deadline. Yes. Everyone's
0: like wondering, well, what are the wild going to do? Um, Have we been known to like trade like wealth? You know people like you right. know they talk about in other sports, Not, they draft well, coaches draft no, well, they don't it's like
1: the Minnesota curse, just like the Vikings. A oh, player shit. leaves okay. and they do better somewhere else. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um so Mikhail Granlin gets traded today. Um and who is he? He's one of the top point getters on our team. He's one of the good guys. Still? Yes.
0: Oh. Okay. So hopefully we got somebody good for him.
1: Not really. So here's the thing. Uh oh. Uh, people are upset that we didn't get more in the trade for Granlin. Okay. Um,
0: where's Granlin going?
1: He is going to the. Sorry, I put you in the spot. Nashville Predators. Sorry, I just okay. had a Nashville Predators. Um, got it. We got another. So we moved Granlin Yep. For another younger player. Okay. So again, we have to look at looking at Granlund's his, history. He's Barely produced when we get to the playoffs,
0: and you kind of need to give it your all. When he you're does in the great playoffs. during
1: he does great during the season. He's a sure. smart he's a smart player. He has the ability. He's been injured often when you get towards the end of the year. Um, the new guy, I don't know much about. I haven't looked into him yet. It just happened four hours ago. I've been at work. I've been getting stuff. I'll look up stats later. Um, but what I've been told is that this guy has a very a good passing ability into. What's called the slot, so the area in front of the net. So this could potentially give set up shots, set up shots, and yeah. our players more offensive ability. Um,
0: that with the new with the newer, younger, offensive minded player, like you were just talking about, that could set up a huge potential.
1: Yeah, I think everyone has been bashing. So Paul Fe- or Paul Fenton, Fenton. I'm just gonna say Fenton. He's the new Wild GM this year. His first year as the the general manager. So people kind of expected it to either be a fire sale of getting rid of the team to rebuild or um, just add a couple pieces to make it all work. What, what they didn't expect is that he's, we have kind of, our team is made up of, we have a few old players. We have a lot of that like mid group where they're supposed to be in their prime, but they're not performing to the where they should be. We have a few younger players. Fenton is essentially getting rid of those mid players who haven't been performing here. So we're keeping the veterans. We're bringing in new young talent. We're then eliminating like, so we got rid of Coyle. We got rid of Grandlin and Niederreiter. Those were all players who eventually were going to need big contracts. So we're freeing up cap space to essentially, I think what he's trying to do is free up, get this young talent in here for the rest of the year to get him to learn and produce. The veterans, they're going to be who they are. We know who they are. They're going to be here throughout. This is opening up cap space to potentially in free agency next year, bring in a big name, potentially Panarin, big goal scorer, big name. It's what the Wild haven't had like a superstar in a long time, and I think that's what what he's setting it up for is to bring in someone big. So while everyone's like shitting on Fenton, being like, "Oh, this is worse. Fire Fenton. He's getting rid of our..." Our talent that's been here for years, it's just wait it out. Just wait and see. He obviously has a plan. This may seem like a trade, which is a detriment now. But the fact that we freed up that cap space and don't have to pay Granlund anymore could mean that we can bring in a bigger player. Um, People are just very focused on what's happening right now in the moment. And it's not, you got to look at the big picture when it comes to a team like that.
0: You know what that kind of reminds me of?
1: What's that? Since
0: we just got done with the Super Bowl and whatnot, not too long ago, it kind of reminds me of a a Rams situation where you have Sean McVay, I mean, head coach in this scenario, but second year, right? Yeah. Basically has a few veteran players and then a lot of young guns. Sure. Right? They're going to have to worry about cap space next year. But for this year, it's like, yeah, we got great young players, and they made it as far as they did. So... I'm not saying we're going to go to the Stanley Cup or anything like that this year, but the potential is there to make big moves.
1: Yeah, and that's I think that's what Fenton is setting us up to do. What people don't realize is Fenton, Fenton used to be the GM of Nashville, the Nashville Predators, who we traded with today, right? He right. has some history there. So maybe he knows something about that player that we don't. Good. Um, also... He Nashville Predators are consistently contending for the cup.
0: These last few years. When we usually what lose our first playoff yeah, game we, or something like that.
1: We're usually in the we lo- get bounced in the first round. Maybe the se- you know maybe we make it to the second and get bounced.
0: Right, so we usually um, make it there. It's just we don't make it far when yep, we're in there. Yep. So, what everyone looks at
1: sports as like, oh the, you know the 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 Predators are doing great now. It took years to set that up. It just didn't happen overnight, and right. Fenton was there setting that all up for them. So I'm, I'm being optimistic about this, even though we're losing good players now. I feel like this is going to set us up better in the future.
0: Yeah, what's to say those new younger players aren't going to be like that? Those great players down the road.
1: Well, Donato showed it last night when he scored that overtime winner. Um, he smartly used the defender in front of him to screen the goaltender so the goaltender couldn't see the shot he moved his stick slightly in to change the angle of the shot and just let it rip and we the minnesota wild have consistently struggled with players who just they don't shoot the puck they look for the perfect pass they look for that wide opening and there's not a shoot first mentality it's a you know pass it around and see who can get the best shot where maybe that's what Donato like, he just he's in there shooting he's getting the puck to the net and it's creating openings and chances I think that's what Fenton's trying to do is just build a better overall team and you know Niederreiter's doing great down in um, Carolina and that's good for him I'm happy for him but the fact is is that he wasn't producing here so why keep someone that's not going to produce for you and um, it's one of those things where like it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword it sucks to get rid of him but what is he doing for you now? Exactly. And what you know, if he stays on that trend, he's just gonna fall off the map.
0: And you're still gonna have to pay him. Like you said. Yeah, so why yep. the fuck deal with that?
1: You wanna you wanna sell high. And you know, maybe we didn't yep. get his I I love the um the coil for Donato trade. The Niederreiter trade sucks, but I think we got a player and a draft pick for Niederreiter. So again, more setting up the future. Exactly. I think that's where it's going on. What's going on here? I like it. Sorry, in-depth look at your Minnesota
0: Wild. And that does it for Sports Talk. The the one time this segment's going to maybe come up. We'll see. Um, Will, what do we usually start the show off with? Roster Mania!
1: It's going to be a short segment this week, but
0: we're going to start with some
1: Roster Mania. So here we go. Uh, The free agent and team list for upcoming events is over on NoobCombo.com. It's a Google Doc. I've read through it the last couple weeks. It really hasn't changed much. A few teams have dropped off, so that means they're either full or they're not going to the event anymore. Um, please check out the Google Doc if you're interested in Gamers forgiving or or DreamHack. And then one bit of Rostermania news, I would kind of say. Um, again, over at Noob Combo. Madryums, you're awesome. So, they posted a few weeks ago that Elevate had dropped Neptune and were scrimming with Zerka. Since then, Saiyan has decided to make a... Att- uh, step back from competing until Halo Infinite. And he's going to focus on some streaming. Um, so filling in the gaps there, R is, is uh, going to be <laughs> Zerka and GunType making the roster Penguin, Zerka, GunType, and Trippy. Um, looks like the team competed in the Beyond Classic Halo 3 4v4 the past weekend and finished with impressive second place. So we'll see what comes of them.
0: A lot of great young talent on that roster, so definitely expecting some big things.
1: Do you think they have what it takes to compete against tox and reciprocity and when it comes down to it,
0: we'll say a dream hack. You know what? Do I think I do I think they have what it takes to compete against the like of tox or reciprocity is what you're saying? Yeah. Reciprocity? Yes. Tox, no, I think Tox are going to just remain on top. I think APJ found his like perfect, his perfect placing, like placement on a team that yep. that is he he has found a majority winning roster. So I don't see that team losing anytime soon. Um, but competing against uh, status quo, competing against reciprocity, competing ab- against um, GMS, yeah, I think they definitely have a chance. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. I think we're, I mean, we're one, we're realistically one event in, um, in this Halo 3 resurgence, but, you know, I can already see another Tox Dynasty happening within these tournaments that are going to be taking place. Um, in which case now the battle for second takes place. We'll, we'll see what happens with that.
1: I want to see, um, you know, denial surprise a lot of people at the last event. I want to see if they're able to keep that kind of top tier mentality and gameplay coming.
0: Well, it's, it's what we say all the time is that we, We want teams to stick together, right? They are a team who has stuck together. Therefore, I would expect them to place high continuously. And especially with the chemistry that they already have, yeah. I'm expecting big things out of them, too. All right. Is that it for that, Will?
1: That's all we have for Roster Mania this week.
0: Then it's time for Cod and other games. Watch. We got nothing for Cod and other games. Watch. Thanks for like leading me into that second one. That was really good. I appreciated that. But uh that what that then means, Will, is it's time for. You writing on the timestamp? Yeah. I'm gonna stall for a second. Just kidding, it's Will's Adventures within the lover. Some games too. All right.
1: What'd you play, Will? Okay. Um, the first thing I put on my list this week was not Anthem, because why not? Uh, so I loaded it up. Yes. Day one patch came out for.
0: The, it came out on Thursday. Yeah, actually, which was like, I'm like, why the fuck did you just release it on the day that the game like came out for? E-? Whatever, go ahead. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Still laggy in the. What do you call it? The. Whatever Fort the tower. Tarsus. Fort Tarsus, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Frame rate was still horrible. Got to my javelin. Got in my javelin. Uh-oh. Loading screen. Infinite loading screen.
0: No shit. You Just really? Stuck. Just oh, stuck. No. I was like, you
1: know what? I'd rather be playing games because that, that was a big complaint was that the loading screens took too long, you know? It was like eight minutes for a loading screen.
0: Yeah, t- it detracts completely from the gameplay experience. The game.
1: Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit through this again. You're supposed to fix this. I'm out. And I went... And Played other games. You're supposed to fix this. I'm out.
0: I love that. That's great.
1: Um, I'm getting real tired of these unfinished games being released. I'm tired of it. PUBG was horrible on release, and they oh, but it's tw- great now. No, it's not. They. I mean, I honestly had more fun on PUBG release. Then I think Anthem release.
0: See, what I think you I thought you were going to do was I thought you were gonna go like through games that had really bad launches. Oh, and God. then I was gonna keep saying that, oh it's good now. Like Destiny. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um but it's yeah.
1: It's these games, like they 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 come out with their early access. And people yeah. usually, I mean Fortnite and Apex have been different stories, and Apex has been great so far, but yep. um
0: has had issues though. It has some,
1: had some issues. Some. Yep. Um. Okay, I'm going to pause. With Apex, though, they've had issues that maybe I believe they weren't expecting to get the player base they did. Sure. I think they were shooting for it, but I think that once they got it, they're like, okay, this is all going wrong. And they fixed it in a timely manner, it yep. seems like. Yeah. To me. Um, But stuff like Anthem, where big developer release, you're, you're sending out an incomplete game from the start. There's too many issues that should have been fixed before the game released. And as a gaming community, it seems all too often that this is just accepted now. That, oh, here's your early access. We're going to release our game and you're going to pay us money for an incomplete product that we might fix the issues later.
0: You should really look at the r slash uh, Anthem the Game subreddit. Is it- oh no, there's a lot of like sip, uh, apologizers for that game. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's bad. And then and then there's a lot of people who have very legitimate posts. Like, basically, those fives out of tens that you're seeing on review scores are very justified. And they are. You can't change your fucking loadout in a mission.
1: Yeah, that's that's really annoying.
0: Uh, like, y- y- what? Is this something that's been in... "Quote unquote looter shooters" for years. Right, you, you can't fucking
1: do it. You get a new item and you just want to equip it yep. to use it, or try, so, or you get into a mission and oh that that combo really doesn't work for me. I need to. Oh, you got to back out and go to your freaking. Uh, I can't even think of
0: the words because I have the forge. The forge, yeah.
1: Which what the fuck are you forging anyway? These are items
0: you already have. You it's- know what else is fucking? Well, you can craft things in there. But you know what's really fucking funny to me is that they uh, uh people were complaining that. Because I haven't played it either um, in a while. But the thing that blew my mind is after that day one patch came out, uh, they nerfed loot drops. They weren't frequent enough as it was. I know, you don't get It's lesser now. It's and like they're if, shooting themselves in the fucking foot. It's oh, crazy what are to they me. Doing? It is crazy to me. Oh. And like, I'm not. It, when I played, like I said, when I played the demo, because it, if people listening to this episode may remember that I we talked about Anthem before and I was very optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like if they fix these issues, I think it's going to be a good time. And I still like the gameplay loop, but there's so many things that are wrong with this game, so many. And like so for for the record, I just want to state this. Should you buy it? Fuck no. You absolutely should not. If you do, wait for it to be on a deep sale or pay the 15 bucks um on PC for Origin Access premiere, play it to your heart's content for a month and realize whether or not you want to purchase it or pay, what is it, like five bucks or something for X, uh, for EA Access and Xbox One and play 10 hours of it. But either way, do not pay full price for this monstrosity of a disaster.
1: Again, that just goes back to my, you know, developers releasing incomplete games. Yeah. That's what it feels like right now. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> okay, that's... Anthem rant over. Okay. Let's move on. I played some PUBG again. I had a buddy who was on Joey Garibay, as we know.
0: You played on P- PS4 then or PC again? No, I again? played on PC because he got his new one set up. Right.
1: Yep. Okay. So, um, we played a few of the normal mo or the normal you know battle royale, right? And then we went and decided to join some custom games. Ooh. Okay. So they have like um, do they have a
0: custom games browser in that they. Game? They do. So we wow.
1: basically joined. Um, one was uh like, SMG starts, and you just drop into, um, it's I think, po- we call it POVA, but it's, it like, the right side of the military base from the original map, and it's basically whoever gets, you know, the most kills in the time limit wins, and if you die, you just respawn again in the plane and drop back down.
0: Is it so free-for-all?
1: Um, no, it's, it's like, it's, like, it was just me and a buddy in against, like, Let's say there's twenty people total in the map. Okay. And the circle stays put, so you only can drop in this small circle. Got it. So it keeps it contained.
0: So it's kind of like a TDM type scenario. Yeah, kinda. Exactly. Yeah. Or
1: multi-team. Yep. We'll Say and multi-team. The, yep. And there's no loot on the ground, so you just you get you is your
0: SMG starts and you go for it.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then same. um yeah we joined uh, another a sniper one which was fun which that's was fun. like uh, teams of five in a little bit bigger area and we did uh you know a couple basically just switched out the weapons we did ARs. Um, it was, it was a good time. It was, uh, something different than your regular battle Royale PUBG.
0: That sounds um, awesome.
1: I forgot how good it felt to kill someone in that game because it is more tactical, tactical and realistic. Yeah. However, the game has become so freaking campy, like worse than it was before where people are just sitting in houses, laying down in weird spots, just waiting for you to like walk or run by like bathtubs. It's not that, like... (laughs) I mean, they're holding angles. I get it. That's kind of a tactical move. yeah. But...
0: But you want them to fight.
1: Yeah, I don't want to, like... You basically... And you die... It's like dying to an unknown enemy. Like, in Halo, you get... Someone gets the first shot on you. Maybe you can, like, maneuver and get away and, like, you know, get the reversal. Retaliate. Yeah. Teammate comes in and helps you. If someone gets you from the side in PUBG and they have a good shot, you're just done. There's, like, nothing you can do about it.
0: Makes sense, yeah. So... No,
1: but I enjoyed that in the custom games browser. Um, I jumped into Halo Five mainly because I was working on creating uh very rudimentary graphics for our one v one tournament, which is eventually gonna happen.
0: Yep, more details on that later on in the show.
1: <laughs> and then um, la- yeah, yesterday I hopped on Sea of Thieves in the morning. Um,
0: it messaged- didn't get off until the evening. Yeah, mess-
1: <laughs> messaged one of our buddies, Dom. And he was like, because he messaged me to play Saturday night, but sure. I had what happened was I left my PC on when I went out and I didn't realize I oh. left my PC on. Yeah. So I'm like, hey man, I saw you messaged me. If you want to play today? Let me know. And he's like, yeah. And he hopped on right away. So we ended up playing for like nine to 10 hours. That's awesome. Um, We made about 100 grand in coin. We formed a four ship alliance. So everyone was just, rolling around doing uh we we completed like two skull forts in like you know it felt like 15 minutes which is because awesome. we're four
0: fucking squads yeah right and that's
1: awesome there was one so there was two sloops we yep. were the originators of the alliance which felt awesome we rolled up on this other sloop and we we're like hey we're friendly don't shoot like do you guys want to form an alliance and they're like yeah sure they're pretty cool about it and you know normally you run into people and they just it's first sight they shoot um but they were pretty cool cool dudes and then we we went to the skull fort, and a brig rolls up. We're like, oh no, we're gonna have to fight someone. And, and we're like, hey, you guys want to join our alliance? And then they, they joined, and they uh we all just started doing the skull fort. Um, while we were doing that first one, then the galleon rolled up, which is the four person ship, and um, one of their members hopped off to help us do the skull fort, and then they were off doing an Athena quest, which is like the the biggest yeah, thing yeah, you could big do. Big boy chess. Um, I played like like I said. I played for ten hours. I'm like I gotta get off. They, so it was down to just me, Dom, and that other galleon at yeah. the end. And I was like, Dom, I gotta get off. Like it's we've been going for so long. I'm so I'm tired. I'm beat. Um, his buddy Nick jumped on yep. that. He took my spot. Apparently, it took that group like six to seven hours to finish that Athena. So
0: it's a good thing you got off.
1: So Dom stayed on for the whole thing and he he texted me like at 11 something at night being like they just finished it i was like i was like holy holy crap dude like it took them that long um yikes yeah so i'm glad i didn't stay i i felt i got weird vibes from this group too cuz they joined they they rolled up to us doing the doing the skull fort they just joined our alliance they had one person jump off help us with the one skull fort and then went back to the ship and then we, when we came by them to be like, hey, where you guys on the Athena? Because we're just, you know, people want to not be on here forever. They wouldn't tell us any information. They wouldn't let us know what they were doing, where they were going. So we're like, I was like, I bet they're going to get the Athena. They're just using us to get all this Skull Fort loot. And then once they do the Athena, they're probably going to end the Alliance. That was my subsumption because they seem sketchy like that. But apparently they stayed in the Alliance and uh, Dom got some Athena rep-, <laughs> rep at the end. So,
0: Wow. Holy shit. Yeah that's cool
1: that was my gaming adventures of the last week
0: your adventures within the halo verse and other games too yeah
1: would you play josh
0: i played legend of zelda breath of the wild that's the only game i played during the week
1: it's the only time you had to play
0: uh yeah while in the hospital uh because i'm a dad we'll get back to that later on within the show will should we get into some news First and foremost, the Forge Hub 4v4 Contest Final Eight. This is an article by Max Extra over on ForgeHub.com. And I quote, We are finally here after a tumultuous journey. The final eight maps are for the 4v4 contest. Saturday, Saturday February 23rd at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you are doing the final judging, which means the final judging has already took place. We would love to have your community come out and help us play through these final eight maps to pick our top three and our honorable mentions. Listed below in no particular order are the maps going into our final round. Maps can be found by clicking on their name. Pit Drop by Box Rippin. Full Metal by Extemption. Um, Kassanair by Riles Noble 7. Transit by I Need More Bleach. Endless Shore by Mr. Delicious Man. Stigma by Squally to Beans. Veto by Kell of Scots and Iron Hall by Buddy Jumps. Next news story, Forge Hub, we just talked about him, announces a brand new Husky Raid Forge contest. And I quote, we're pleased to announce a Husky Raid Forge contest. Fiesta CTF is the one of the most popular action sack game modes, and we're looking forward to seeing what the community creates for it. There is an article listed as well. You can go ahead and check that out. That includes all of the information that you're needing for your submissions if you guys are interested. Next up, Halo Finder has been released. And I quote, Halo Finder is primarily intended to help players meet up in order to play competitive 2v2 LAN using Halo 1 NHE on original Xboxes. Add a new player to be listed on the map, receive emails through Halo Finder without exposing your address, and freely edit your profile using the link emailed to you after you verify your email. But what is Halo 1 NHE? Great question. Halo 1 NHE, or Neutral Host Edition, is a modded version of Halo CE that allows for a dedicated Xbox to host games between two joining Xboxes on LAN. This allows for players on two separate Xboxes to play against each other without one Xbox having the advantage of being on host. In other words, both Xboxes are essentially playing on a dedicated server. Next news story, the Halo Legendary Crate, the next one, has been announced. It's a tweet, and I quote, Striking fear into all he encountered, Emil A239 fearlessly cut through enemy forces with instilled hope in an entire race. We're ready for the Renegade-themed Halo Legendary Crate with Emil's Halo icon figure and exclusive gear. How about you? You can check out the link in the tweet in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. Along with everything else we talk about, too. Next news story, the MCC Playlist Update. This is posted on February 20th, 2019 by Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com, and I quote, Good morning, MCC players! But evening, or morning, whenever you're listening to the show. Today, not today, February 20th, not February 20th, we are bringing 45 classic Halo 3 Forge maps to you. Several of these will be available in various social matchmaking modes, while the remaining ones will be accessible on the file share of the 343 Favorites, should you want to play them in custom games. This update also brings players an increase to kills to win in the Slayer game type for multi-team based on community feedback, so it mirrors legacy. Here are the changes. For social games, 2v2v2v2 Slayer, increased score to win. 1v1 Slayer, Carbon, supporting the game type head-to-head. 4v4 Action Sack, Paralysis, The Great Wall, and and Socratic Method, supporting the game type Conquest. 4v4 Action Sack, Blast Off, supporting the game type Flying High. 8v8 Slayer and Flag and Bomb, Multicog, supporting the game types BTB Slayer and BTB Capture the Flag, 12-player FFA, Action Sack, Lava Pit, supporting the game type Sacrifice, Pond Jumping, supporting the game type Frogger, and Beehive, supporting the game type Bees. Next up, the Showtime Halo series has a new director. This is a tweet from Showtime, and I quote, This highly anticipated series, Halo, will begin production later this year and is set to be directed and executive produced by Otto Bathurst. But for people who don't know what Otto does or what Otto has done, he actually directed the newest Robin Hood film. So, that, like, live action one? Yep. Have you seen it? I have not, Okay, no, I have not. I mean, eh. Okay, and then he also directed one episode of Black Mirror. And apparently that episode is pretty damn good. And if you have not watched Black Mirror, fucked up, but great show. So, who the hell knows what the type of show this is going to be. But, uh, in the words of HGS Pro Talk, we'll have to wait and see. There it is. The next news story, Halo 3 throwback playlist makes a return in Halo 5. This is a tweet from Halo, and I quote, Perfectly in time for hashtag throwback Thursday. The Halo 3 classic throwback playlist has returned in Halo 5 for a limited time. Grab your trusty battle rifle and hop in now. Okay, now we have some Halo Outpost Discovery news. The uh, name of this article is Discovery Dispatch from February 21st, 2019 by Grimbrother1 over on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, Greetings! Welcome to the first in a series of updates discussing the development of the recently announced Halo Outpost Discovery, a traveling fan attraction that will let the whole family dive into the Halo universe in ways you haven't experienced before. Did you miss out on on Halo Fest back in 2011 and regret it forever? Or maybe you did attend and have dedicated your life to the pursuit of time travel for the sole purpose of going back to re-experience it. Either way, Outpost Discovery is your way to make it right. For more detailed information on tickets and such, head over to halooutpostdiscovery.com or check out our handsomely penned announcement blog. A place in the universe. Now I know some of you are glad to know more about the what, but others are also extremely interested in the where. Not as in the physical event locations, Orlando, Philly, Chicago, Houston, Anaheim as a reminder, mind you but more along the lines of how it fits within the Halo universe itself. Outpost Discovery straddles a very interesting line between real-world location and in-fiction entity. The Outpost actually is a canonical element of the Halo universe, well, its 26th century counterpart at least. In the days following the Covenant War, humanity launched an Outpost Discovery, an exploratory initiative meant to act both as an educational tool, as well as a mobile recruitment station aimed at aspiring and training the next generation of UNSC personnel. The primary goal of the Outpost is to protect humanity by arming them with knowledge of their own history, from their enemies and heroes, to their triumphs and tribulations. Outpost Discovery travels across Earth, stopping in major population centers and inviting average citizens to explore the legacy of humanity's survival and experience the thrill of being part of the UNSC's first line of defense against whatever threats still lurk in the galaxy. If you're getting some Museum of Humanity vibes from any of this, that's not by accident. Outpost Discovery is being created in partnership with our friends at Hershen Live by a dedicated creative team here at the studio, made up of individuals eager to pour their passion for the Halo story and setting into creating a tangible bridge by which to step into that century that all folks of all ages and experience can enjoy. We want to not just uh, tantalize longtime fans, but also allow them to share in the joy with their families to create new fans as well. Spartans on the Ground The goal is for visitors to get a glimpse into this sci-fi setting by interacting with a number of different elements that let the fiction manifest in immersive and memorable ways. One such example is the opportunity to meet and interact with a couple of Spartans straight from the universe, one you may have already met, one you've yet to meet before today, and both you'll get to know better through Outpost exploits. As we get closer to the first open date, we'll actually start to shed a light on more of these details, both from a real-world experience perspective as well as an in-fiction one, letting you be a part of helping expand the Halo universe in some unique ways. Today, let's start by introducing you to a couple of our heroes. Spartan Owen. His codename is OwenB096. Primary military specialty, direct action. Secondary military specialty, reconnaissance and asset acquisition. Uh, he was born in Aramis, grade E5. Spartan Owen volunteered for the Spartan Three program shortly after his homeworld was destroyed by the Covenant. An exceptional candidate, his tenacity and single-minded focus allowed him to grind his way through the punishing training and augmentation cycle to reach the top honors program. Detached from the rest of his beta company comrades for special assignment, he soon applied his lethal talents in the ultimately futile defense of Meridian and Scorched Earth, holding actions in the soul system that will never be publicized or known to the wider UNSC. And then there's Spartan Hazel. Codename Hazel A302 with a primary specialty of direct action and a secondary specialty of intelligence collection. Birthplace is alluvian, grade E5. An exceptional athlete and student even before recruitment, Hazel's inmate physical capabilities, oh, Hazel's innate physical capabilities were greatly enhanced by Spartan augmentations, and her scholarly abilities went bent towards learning the many arts of war. Her talents led to her assignment as an Oni headhunter, conducting direct action operations against Covenant leaders on occupied planets and destroying critical UNSC information that had fallen into enemy hands. If you want to get a head start on learning even more about the background of these Spartans, you can check out some of Owen's exploits within the pages of Halo Battleborn, a novel by Cassandra Rose Clark, detailing one of the aforementioned missions on Meridian. As for Hazel, you'll have to discover a few of those details yourself this summer at Outpost Discovery. More to come. As mentioned at the top of our chat, be on the lookout for more of these Discovery Dispatch featurettes, as each time we'll look to give you a closer look at new elements of the event, from fictional foundations to behind-the-scenes perspectives on bringing some of those elements to life in the real world. Hope you enjoyed this first foray, and hope to see you out at the Outpost itself later this summer. Head to HaloOutpostDiscovery.com and at HaloOutpost on Twitter for the latest official news, ticket information, and more on Halo Outpost Discovery Summer Experience. For all things Halo, stay tuned to Halo Waypoint and at Halo on Twitter. Lot to unpack there, will, but it's looking interesting. Next news story, recapping Renegade by I'm gonna let you say the name again, Unishek. There it is. Again, this is an article on HaloWaypoint.com. This is the community update, by the way. Like they just renamed it, but like this is the weekly community update. Okay. Halo 5 Guardians! The Halo 5 sustained team is currently working on building out a plan to show you what's slated for March. Once it's finalized, I'll be sure to share it in my next community update. But until then, here's what you should expect in the immediate future. February 21st, in other words, it's already passed, Halo 3 Classic throwback has rotated in. On February 28th, Warzone Turbo returns for the weekend, and on March 5th, the spring 2019 arena season begins. But that's not all. We've also been having some conversations about what changes the spring 2019 season will bring. While there shouldn't be anything too drastic, we're hoping some changes to doubles and a new forge map additions to free-for-all will help improve the overall ranked experience. Last, but certainly not least, the Big Team Battle refresh is coming along quite nicely. Again, I hope to be able to share even more about this in the next community update. HCS Grassroots Creators after a ridiculously thorough screening of all HTS Grassroots content creator applications, the next wave of members has officially been announced. Please join me in welcoming the program's newest members. You have Proximity, Stress, Eli X, and the HTS Weekly Show with Shyway. On top of sending them a quick congratulations, you should really check out their channels above. Their consistent quality uh, content is the reason they were, cho- they were chosen, and it's absolutely worth your while. That's it for the regular news, Will. And uh, also, I'll just give an update. Uh, We did not get into the grassroots program. But fret not, we're going to try again. And uh, we'll keep trying until we get in. It's going to be great. Next up, competitive news, Will. First and foremost, we have the Europa Halo Nightfall Draft Cup information. And there's a lot to get through. So, the captains, just for people to understand, this tournament takes place on Sunday, this coming weekend. So... Stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great one. Why? Great question. Let's get to it. So we have captains. The captains include Batchford, Looney, Hollers, Flames, Flux, Warlord, Outcast, and Havoc. Here are your teams. Well, actually, I have a better idea. Let me read this tweet. The Nightfall draft is over. Who's got themselves a decent team? Subs keep alert in case you need to get called upon. You can still sign up to join the subpool. Just DM Europa Halo on Twitter. Will, since we really didn't have a real roster mania segment, would you please read through these teams for me? Sure, Dash. First
1: team. Simple dragons. This includes flames, flame strike, roads, and brutality. Next, we have Team Jake has mamboobs. Poor Jake. This includes Havoc. ADZAM, Kamikaze, and Needrum. Next, we have Why Can't I Sprint? Because it's not Halo 5. This includes Outcast, Dini, the four-shot plot, and Jesus. Next, we have Jetpackers. Jet sorry. This is Batchford, Blitz, Rudimentra, but it's Ruddle Mentra spelt, uh, uh, then we have uh Viable Manatee. Next team, why can't I build because it's not Fortnite?
0: <laughs> Thank o- you for doing that,
1: Warlord uh, s- s- sn- Snipe Powie. Snipe,
0: po- <laughs> we've had this issue before. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, it's it's you, it's all you, whatever you want it to be. You can you can even change the name if you want. Snip, I'm just kidding. Don't sn- do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Snipe Howie. That's what I'm gonna go with. Um Accenture and Lynn. Linz. Next we have Team Brownwall, which is Flux, TRCZR, The Warrior O'Neil, and Double XL. Next we have Team Eggs, which is Hollers, Harp Harpoon J H, Slumpy, and Nathmore. And last, team, the Spennies, which is Looney, Abra, Icon, and Through. There you go.
0: <laughs> there are some difficult ones in there, Will. You're welcome. Next, okay, so we now we have some tournament information for you in regards to this uh, draft tournament that's taking place. Eight selected captains will pick from a pool of EU players that have signed up to the cup. We already have the teams, there you go. 32 players will be active in the cup, with any unused players remaining in the pool as subs, in case any dropouts last minute. This will be a double elimination cup, winner's bracket rounds 1, 2, and 3 being best of 3, along with the loser's bracket rounds 1, 2, 3, and 4. The grand finals will be the only best of 5. The prize is for fun. Read the tournament link for all of the information including series format and rules. The link will be included in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. But what about the next tournament? Well, Europa Halo has you covered on that, too. The next Nightfall tournament after the Draft Cup will be a Halo 5 one. What sort of Halo 5 tourney would you want to see? SWAT, BTB, Free For All, HCS 4v4, Classic Movement. Let Europa Halo know at the tweet in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Next up, Gamers For Giving updates by Brutus over on Twitter. So, Gamers For Giving, happening March 23rd to the 24th in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's an MCC Halo 3 4v4 prize pool is twenty thousand dollars. There's sixty-four team passes. The stream will be over at Twitch.tv/gamersoutreach, and here's how the prize pool looks. First place is nine grand. Second is five grand. Third is three grand. Fourth is one thousand five hundred. Fifth and sixth are both seven hundred fifty dollars apiece. And as of recording this show, there are thirty-three team passes left. So if you have a team that is interested in competing at Gamers For Giving, there are still thirty-three team passes left. Make sure to sign up if you're interested. Next news story, the UGC Halo CE Double Down Weekly Tournament Updates. This is a tweet over from uh, UGC Events, and I quote, The stakes just got raised. Halo CE, Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. Therefore, there's going to be one happening by the time we're recording this episode. $100 each week, winner takes all. So before, there was not a prize pool attached to it. Now there is. Every week, it's $100 for the grand prize. Next up, the South by Southwest Halo Invitational Updates. And I quote: This is a tweet from HCS. Not invited to play in the Halo 3 4v4 at South by Southwest? Don't sweat it. We'll be hosting a $5,000 free-for-all that will be open to anyone attending. Awesome. I wish we were going to that, man. I really do. But uh, as we'll talk about later, there's a reason why I can't. So next up, we have the SWAT Nation. They announced a March tournament. This is over on NoobCombo.com. Love you, Maddie. Here's what's going on. It is taking place Sunday, never mind, it's taking place Saturday because I'm an idiot and I can't read. It's taking place Saturday, March 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll be a Halo 5 SWAT 4v4, pick one teammate and get randomly paired with another duo. Oh, okay. Prize pool, first place to take home 500 Smackaroonies. second place to take home 300 Smackaroonies. Third place will take home 200 smackeroonies. Registration deadline is Thursday, March 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Next up, we have the BTB net announces a $400 BTB in 2019 Halo 3 tournament. Well, so many tournaments. Halo 3 8v8 BTB tournament. First place team takes home $400. There's a sign-up deadline. It's February 28th, coming up very soon. Start date and time, March 2nd, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Teams are allowed 30 minutes between matches. Read the tournament link for all the information, including series format and rules. There is a lot of stuff to unpack there. Check it out. Next up, Halo Australia. That's right. Halo Australia announces a LAN. This is posted by Lunchy over on HaloAustralia.com. And I quote, It's time to dust off those rusty battle rifles. Halo Australia is proud to announce, its biggest official live event and to be held on the 27th and 28th of April in Logan QLD. The aim of the LAN is to offer competitive tournaments in both Halo 3 and Halo 2, using pro points that players have accumulated over the previous weeks to seed the competition. The event will be broadcasted on live on twitch.tv haloaustralia Due to venue limits, we are only able to offer 16 team passes, so 64 players, so get in quick. You heard them right. There are online seeding tournaments for this event. Here's what's going on with those. Tournaments will be held every fortnight at or on our website. These tournaments will offer points that will be seed the Halo 3/4/4 event in April. Click the link for more information. These are the dates: March 3rd, Halo 3 Online seeding tournament number one; March 17th, the tournament number two; March 31st, tournament number three; April 14th, tournament number four; and April 27th through the 28th is the LAN event for Halo 3 and 2. So. Date and location. Everything's included in the show notes. And here's what the prize pool looks like. Prize money will increase depending upon the number of players and teams that attend. Prize pool is subject to change. For the Halo 3 4v4, fourteen hundred dollars is the prize pool in Australian. Halo 2 2v2, two hundred and fifty dollars currently Australian. That's awesome. I was so I was so stoked when I saw that tweet go live. I'm like, yeah, it's it's so good to see things happening around the world. We had that Brazil Halo 5 free-for-all that took place. Now we got this going on. It's just incredible. Next up, speaking of tournaments, UGC announces a brand new tournament series. And I quote, Welcome to the home of double shots and BXRs. Only the fittest will survive. Hashtag Sanctuary Cup. So there's a Halo 2 4v4 taking place every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Time, so taking place for five weeks. It's a $100 prize each week. Winner takes all. Now, I couldn't find the direct information, but I wonder if it's literally like, no, it can't just be on, meh, it's not just on Sanctuary, is it? That'd be kind of weird. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be kind of weird? A little bit. But why, why name it the Sanctuary Cup if it's not just going to be on Sanctuary? Who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. Next up, Heinz is officially on the 343 Halo Infinite Pro Team. This is a tweet by Richie Hines himself, and I quote, I am happy to announce that I have joined the pro team of 343 Industries for Halo Infinite. Halo has been a huge part of my life for over 15 years, and I'm very excited to work on the next installment of the franchise. Great pickup. Him working alongside Clutch, absolutely fantastic. Can't wait to see who the rest of that pro team is. Um, I think there's a couple rumors circulating on people that have moved to Seattle. Um, so again, to not overdo this tagline, we'll just have to wait and see. Next up. I think it's been
1: overdone.
0: (laughs) You know what? Not to be outdone again, but Tox Gaming have actually teased something that's coming soon. There's a little video. Check it out. I don't know if it's just a hype video, but they got something happening. But, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Next up. (laughs) The... I might even use it again. The the HCS Pro Talk, that's us. Halo 5 1v1 tournament has been postponed. Will, I'm sorry. Something came up, you know, as things kind of do every now and again. But uh, This one was a big one. This was a big one. And again, we'll talk about it later on in the show because we have other stuff to talk about first. But uh, more information to come at a later date. Will and I just need to talk about when we want to actually schedule it now, um, considering what took place. But... um. The the registration link is still open. Will you said you changed the date for registration to close? What's that date? Um, I pushed it all the way out to
1: April 6th, I think. Cool. So we have this whole month to get a like a final, final date set, but it's put I just I picked that date so it just wouldn't expire and the bracket would close on us. Perfect. So that
0: perfectly works out. So if you are interested in playing in our Halo 5 1v1 tournament, um again, the date is to be decided at this point. But the registration link is open. We'll include it in the show notes. Go check it out, sign up and uh we we'll, we may inc- depending upon what happens, we might increase the number of players just depending if we get this planned out more. We may keep it at what we have it at, but just stay tuned for more information. Yeah.
1: And I I completely understand if people aren't going to join without a date being set.
0: Yeah, it's difficult. It's
1: difficult to say, yeah, I can play in a tournament whenever you guys choose. You know, like right. people got life events going on. So
0: right. we'll, we'll get a date we'll, nailed yeah, down. and uh, we'll lock it
1: in. Yep, We'll get we'll. Yep. Uh, you'll hear, what, do, do we want to put a deadline on this by next week? We'll get it all set? Sure. Okay. Next Monday, you'll know for sure.
0: Bada bing, bada boom. And with that, Will, that does it for the news, which means it's time for some tournament recaps by Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem.
1: Thanks for that little uh, tune there. Little that jingle was, jangle. sounded like you had fun with that one. It's all for you, man. All right, let's get into it. Tournament recaps, UGC Double Down Week One results. First place was Swell Fellas, this included Notorious and Naps. I like the names. Um, second place was Team Kansas Champs. This was H1 Doughboy and Bible Man. Third and fourth was Basement Jam, which included His Mend the Saw and Raddick V. And uh, looks like bangerang, 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 which included Halo Classic and Aftermath. Three, two, one.
0: That's a uh, that's a Skrillex song. Then no. know. Bang, ring.
1: Fifth through eighth was who's asking? This included Ronix and Lego Crisis Five.
0: Nobody's asking.
1: Never Stink me. Meaner was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a great name, Stink Meaner! Oh my God! Yes.
1: Uh this team included Optrice and Foster Child.
0: <laughs> That's a top five if I've ever seen one stink meter. <laughs> I love that fucking name, dude.
1: Wow. Alright, next team is fifty first kill. This included Sizzle the Great and Blood Sire. Blood Sire. And last but not least, hit the switch was Gulvie and Hypdropic. Hipdro- Yeah, hip dropic. Okay, there you go. Bracket will be included in the Google Doc within the show.
0: Shout out to Stink Meaner. (laughs) Josh loves the name. (laughs) It's a great name.
1: All right, UGC Winner Series Week 3 results. We have first place was Waste of a Seed. Second place was Next Up. Third was Thick Johns Only. Fourth was Endless. Fifth and sixth were LGTM and LOBOS. Seventh through eighth was infinite and unorthodox gaming. Ninth through twelfth, we have G4C Esports. Pew pew pew. <laughs> skirt, skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jeez skirt, names. skirt. <laughs> um, okay, and then Silent Grind, and then in thirteenth, all the way at the bottom there was Sweet Revenge.
0: I got two sound effects out of will. This is a, this what a great day. What a great! I never thought I'd ever <laughs> heard you say skirt skirt. Oh my god! We have stink meter and skirt skirt.
1: Josh is loving the names today. Oh uh, all oh! All right. my god! Moving on to the Halo Wars Two anniversary tournament results. First place was almirante ninety nine. Second was Diverse. Third was Smooth Tube eight hundred. Fourth was Jeff Kills. Fifth and sixth we had that boy Nathan and Carson Cameras. Seventh through eighth was. XO Kaboom and Skarner bracket will be included within the show notes. Next up, SWAT Nation 2v2 sh- uh, SWAT and Tine results. I was about to say showdown results. I thought, about,
0: I thought you were about to say Schwat and results.
1: I don't know why, but my, my, I wanted to say showdown. So that Showdown! Showdown, yeah. Um, so SWAT Nation 2v2 SWAT and Tine results. Here we go. First was 4-Min Convo, which was volcated in Sabinator. $300 went to them. Second place was Yeehaw! Which was bound in Neptune, two hundred dollars to them. Third was Team Warning, abrupt and Sucka, hundred bucks. Fourth was Yeet, Yo, Hi- Yeet, <laughs> Hydrix in King Urban. Fifth and sixth was Prop Seed, was which was uh Prospectful and Fable Fabe Speed, and then Team Blank, which was Smokey a Dig and an Sg Cereal. Seventh through eighth we had Mo Bamba or Sickle Mode. This included. NWK, and Kennedy Snipe. And last team here was Why Am I One Shot? Doodle DHP and Batchford. Alright. The AGLA Weekly Match Results. Here we go. We're going to run through a bunch of points that Josh put on the Google Doc here. So,
0: Pork Chop... See if, let's see if you understand what this means.
1: Pork, so, pork Chop Sandwiches win over Stat Patter United. Via
0: forfeit. That's what FF stands
1: for. Oh, via forfeit. Okay. So no no score included there. Correct. Next we had We Respect Hoes. With a Z. With a Z. (laughs) They took the win over Our Lady Tuna. 5-4. SML8 All-Stars, which I didn't bring this up, but is it small, medium, large, eight All-Stars? Because there's eight on the team.
0: Right? Uh. Oh, I have no idea.
1: Anyway, I'm just going to call them. All-Stars went up against Kazink.
0: You mean All-Stars with Kazink? Oh,
1: what? Plus Zinc. Oh, wow. There's another... There's, <laughs> I, mind blown right so now. So many
0: players on this team, Will. What the
1: hell? Um, so, All-Stars plus Kazink won via forfeit over Necrobonk. Next, we respect Hoes with a Z. One five three over Lumbridge White Knights. Collateral Damage won 5-2 over the All-Stars plus Kazink. Lumbridge White Knights got a forfeit win over Necrobank. Necrobank, man, they're just not showing up.
0: It's not even the end of it.
1: Team Ninja won over Porkchop Sandwiches, 5-1. Lumbridge White Knights won over TBD, 5-2. Straight Griffin over Never Let Go, 5-0. TBD versus Porkchop Sandwiches, 5-1. Going to TBD. Yep. Straight Griffin 1 over Way to Fail 5-1. Never let go. Got a forfeit win over Stat Patters United. Way to Fail, forfeit win over Stat Patters United. Shadow Realm forfeit win over Necrobank. Shadow Realm 5-1 over Team Ninja. Never let go. 5-3 over TBD. Our Lady Tuna 5-0 over Paradox Warriors. Way to Fail, 5-1 over TBD. Way to Fail, 5-0 over La- Our Lady Tuna. Straight Griffin Four foot win over Stat Patters United. Paradox Warriors, four foot win over Stat Patters United. And last but not least, Never Let Go, 5 2 over our Lady Tuna.
0: So it just looks like Stat Patters United and NecroBonk just weren't able to make their matches last week. Yeah. That's all that looks like. So hopefully they're able to bounce back and try to get some of those games in because it's going to matter come playoff time.
1: For sure, for sure. All right. Next up Halo Draft League playoff match results. We had, first, Scars Esports go up against Spellbound Gaming. Again, rosters, Scars Esports, Collapse, Lava, Fireboy, and Fluriously. Spellbound Gaming was Blues Hoos, Nikolai, Old Master Lao, and QX. Game 1 was not able to get the information, so we don't know what happened, but Scars took the first game. Game 2, 50-28, Slayer on Plaza going to Scars Esports. Game three, strongholds on Plaza. 100 to 17 going to Scars. Game four, oddball on Eden. 150 to 86 going to Scars. Scars takes it. 4
0: 0. That was a hot 4 0. They came out very dominant in that series. And this is playoffs we're talking about now. So Playoffs? Yeah, these are playoffs. These are season one playoffs right now. Alright. Was that a reference to something? It was a reference. Get it? I'm yeah. a fucking
1: moron. What, what was the reference? God, to? There's a um there was a coach, an NFL coach, where after Oh, that's gonna come. Sorry, yeah, my uh, apologies.
0: I had to move it. I'm sorry.
1: Um, there was a, a NFL coach where after a game, a reporter asked him about the team making the playoffs, and he just playoffs? <laughs> like it was. Yeah, it's it's pretty well known. I'm surprised well, you.
0: Didn't. That, I mean, hey, I'm not I'm not very sportsy.
1: All right, moving on though. <laughs> Stay tripping versus No Mercy. State Trippin included Benji Flopy, Nathan Bacon, and LD50. No Mercy was Goom Hayes splattered and why not be reckless what up why not um game one was capture the flag on fathom 3-0 going to stay tripping game two was slayer on coliseum 50 to 44 going to stay tripping game three strongholds on eden 100 46 going to stay tripping And game four oddball on eden 94 to 92 in favor of stay tripping but it looks like uh splattered on no mercy lagged out causing a short reset So game four was replayed, 62-39 going to State Trippin for a 4-0 State Trippin. There you go. State Trippin moves on. In the semifinals, we had Casually Filthy go up against State Trippin. Rosters for Casually Filthy included Takedown, Hero, Walrus, Abstract Kid, and Veronica. So game one was a capture the flag on Coliseum, 3-0 going to State Trippin. Game two was Slayer on Plaza, fifty to twenty-eight, going to stay tripping. Game three was a strongholds on Plaza, one hundred to eighty-five, going to stay tripping. And game four was oddball on Echelon, one fifty to eighty-nine, going to stay tripping for a 4-0. stay tripping. Vods will be included. Do we have? So we're still waiting on the final match, then, right in the other semifinal.
0: Yeah, it looks like it. Yep. So at this current point in time, so
1: excited to see what comes.
0: Yeah, it'll be a good time. Um, a lot of. I guess you could say lopsided matchups taking place. Stay trippin's on fucking fire so far. Yeah. So if they're able to keep that going, they're they're a hot contender for that final spot. So we'll just have to wait and see. (laughs) Will, can I take this last one? Sure. For a very specific reason. I want to I want to say this. So the Microsoft Store Halo 3 2v2 Throwdown. That's why. Yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to do it. And uh, guess what? There isn't anything I can talk about because still we don't have brackets. So in other words, all I want to say is congratulations to everybody who actually came out to the Microsoft Store um, in your area. And uh, thank you all for competing in your respective stores. And uh, congratulations to everybody who won. Um, wish I could shout you guys out more. Uh, but unfortunately there just aren't brackets that are taking place. They need to get on top of that because obviously I want to shout the names out. Um, but yeah, that's it for the tournaments. That's all we got this week. It was a lot, but we got, we, we We, made it. (laughs) That smile. I can't, I can't fuck Jesus Christ. Okay. So we technically, we have kind of two topics to talk about this week. Will. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So, yeah, at the beginning of the show um I said that I became a dad um over the weekend. So that's right, my daughter was born uh Sunday morning at 1:52 a.m. um and yes, I am very sleep deprived. Um but ev- everybody's healthy. Everybody's doing well. Natana, the wife is recovering very well. Um she was born via C-section. N- Linnea was Linnea, my daughter. Uh, she was born via C-section. There were a lot of, um, my wife is a very high risk for, uh, preeclampsia. Um, not not to get like too into it, but it very serious. They obviously do a lot that they can to make things as as easy as possible. Um, with a person being at high risk for that, she did have it. Uh, it was a very big deal. There were a lot of things that happened over the span of three days leading up to Linnea's birth and yup, but she's here.
1: So yeah. So as we mentioned before, that's um our one v one got pushed off and just cause we were we announced the bracket. Next day
0: Natana's it's, my, in it's the, my daughter's fault.
1: Natana's in the hospital. <laughs> it's my daughter's so,
0: fault that we had to postpone that one. You know, no, we didn't have enough like we it was a good thing we postponed it because this gives an an opportunity for other people to sign up too. So
1: Sure. Um but yeah, it was uh it's kind of a whirlwind. We were just you yeah. know bulldogging ahead with this and getting it going and all of a sudden it's like whoop, everything's on hold for a minute.
0: Yep. I uh, um, So she was, for, for those not in the know, uh, because I didn't really talk about this on the show very often, but um, my wife was actually due. Her due date was in April, as a matter of fact. Um, but due to being such a high risk for pre- preeclampsia, it runs in her family. Um, they said that they will not let her co-pass 38 weeks. 38 weeks for her was going to be at the end of March. Okay. Um, they wouldn't, they, so the plan was they were going to induce her at 38 weeks at the very end of March. Okay. Um, ab- last week on Friday, wait, was it? Oh my God. Like I said, my days are going to blur into each other and I apologize for that. But, um, a while ago, um, she was, uh, having a massive headache and it wasn't a migraine but it was, it was a very bad headache. She, uh, every time a doctor would ask her when she was in the hospital at this time, uh, she would say it's a 7 out of 10 for pain every time. No matter the drugs that they gave her, no matter what, it was always a 7 out of 10. Okay, it was bad. Um, after, so she gets a call from her OB and she says that uh, her liver enzymes are elevated quite a lot, actually, and she needs to go in to be seen. So this was last week on... Wednesday, yes, yeah, last week on Wednesday, she gets a call from her OB, hey, you need to go in and be monitored, and then they may need to keep you overnight. She gets monitored, I get a call 5-10 minutes later on Wednesday, hey, I'm going to be kept overnight. I'm like, okay, I left work, I'm there, right? Thursday happens, and she, and then the doctors come in and say, hey, so you're going to be staying here. And we're like, what do you mean? Like, we're gonna you're she's gonna be kept here for a week. And we're inducing at 34 weeks. We're not inducing at 38. I'm like, fuck. Okay. So my month of preparation turned into a week of preparation. Then on Friday last week, um, it went from Oh, we're going to induce at 34 weeks, which would be Thursday, like the week that we record this show. We're inducing that day. So my wife was induced for labor on Friday last week. Okay. So we went from 38 to 34 to then and there. 33. Yes. So then the next 72 hours, the 72 hours between like Thursday, Friday, Saturday were hell, absolute hell. Um, I've never seen, I did this whole post on Facebook, but like I've, I've seen my wife go through some shit, like pain wise and whatnot, but nothing to this extreme. I've never seen her like this before. And realistically, what was happening was preeclampsia was trying to shut down her body. That's what preeclampsia does. And what I mean by that is, and, and yes, they have a lot of things in place to prevent this from happening now, thank God, but she has a risk to die. So, they were giving her um, magnesium. She was on a magnesium drip for three days straight. Well, actually, I think four. I think four days straight. And that was to prevent her body from having seizures. And the liver enzymes, those were getting elevated so much that her liver could shut down. There were a lot of things happening, right? So, to get to the point, my daughter was born on Sunday. She is beautiful. Beautiful. She is everything I ever wanted. She has all fingers and toes. She's in, she's incredibly incredibly healthy for being premature. Um and she she's been blowing away all expectations for everybody in the specialty care unit. And like she was immediately breathing on her own. She never needed any help with oxygen or anything like that. Never. Um she was crying immediately when she came out. Um and natana's been recovering very well as well she'll be able to, she'll be able to come home within the next day or two um in which case i'll obviously be there for her um and then linnea will be able to come home anywhere between a couple weeks to a month and then once she does i'll obviously be at home spending time with both of them um the house is ready to go i spent la- i spent yesterday the majority of my day yesterday getting the house prepped so everything's good to go so bef-
1: so we have some questions from our uh, discord here that you've added into the show about yeah, you
0: becoming a dad. This is like our faux topic.
1: I have to first off can just congratulations. Thank I know you. You, you went through a lot. Thank you. It's got to be a relief that she's here. Yes, it,
0: absolutely. It was a huge relief when, when, like I said, that she, I'm not kidding. When I say she's blown away all expectations of everybody that's worked with her, like worked on her as well. Like she is passing every test with flying colors before she should be. And Yeah, because
1: yeah. often when you know a premature babies, yep. that often doesn't happen. Exactly. So it's amazing
0: that, that yep. that's I'm going on. so so fucking happy.
1: Do we have to say from the pictures Natana sent me? Yep. She's got your lanky ass legs.
0: Yeah, and she's got her face. She's got
1: your mouth and chin.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, she's definitely got her nose though, and Natana's
1: yep, nose. And I, th- I thought maybe closer to your eyes. I well, don't know. We don't even
0: know what color they are yet. But That's they're true. thinking blue, which would be my eyes.
1: Ah, yeah. yeah. I thought they looked more like your shape. So,
0: but yeah, her, uh, her legs are like <laughs> fucking real long. Yep. But she's all. She is also preemie, so she needs to grow into some things. Sure. Like, uh, Weight wise, she needs to grow in some things. But um, no, she. And you know what? You know, fuck it out. Yes, she's my daughter, but I can easily say this: she looked like a fucking alien when she came out, <laughs> like straight up. People That's- who say, "Oh, they look beautiful no matter what," she did not look beautiful right away. Okay, she looked like a fucking alien, and her cone head. Like I never realized, I never had a kid before, so when she came out, right, and you can clearly see a, a cone head. And so one of my first questions to uh, the specialty care people, I'm like, when does that go away? Because obviously they go away. She said, "Oh, really? Like just a couple days." So. My baby will be, um, oh man, what? My baby's just past 24 hours old today. And like, she's already, it's already almost gone. So it's, but she, for all intents and purposes, my baby is beautiful. It's like, don't, don't get it twisted. us. I don't think my baby's ugly by any stretch of the imagination. Other people will, and that's fine. Like people can judge however they want, but to me, she is absolutely <laughs> beautiful. And I'm so glad she has Natana's nose. Holy shit! I'm so glad she has a good amount of her features as well because I was a cute baby. Okay, don't get me wrong, but like nowadays, I ain't cute, right? <laughs> <laughs> Natana remained cute. I'm not cute,
1: but all right. So let's let's get into these Discord questions. Sure, go here. ahead. So I Polly Master, um, his first question was. How is being a dad like incredible straight up?
0: So it's been like I said, it's been just over 24 hours since she was uh, brought into this world. Um, So like I said, very sleep deprived right now. Um, I got I got some sleep last night.
1: Question two here is what is your experience with not sleeping?
0: Uh, I try to keep moving because I know that the time the moment I don't um, I'm going to I'm going to crash. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm trying to keep moving. So like, like I texted Will, um, I went home after having like a, some cuddle time with, with Linnea at the hospital. So I went home later today, um, to get more stuff done around the house because I saw some things I needed to get done. And like, I, I was sitting at my desk and I texted Will, I'm like, Hey, you let me know when you're ready to record. I'm going to go take a shower. So I stay awake. Because that's the only way it's going to happen is if I keep doing something, if I keep moving. So that's how things have been going with sleep. I've been getting some hours. Everything will even itself out eventually, but yes.
1: Question three, how much crap did you get from the wife for doing a podcast? It says with a two-day, but technically just a one, 24 hours. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Okay. Nothing
0: at all. We said that the show will go on no matter what. She fully respects that. And she knows that I'm there for them no matter what. So if I got a text message saying you need to be here, I would be there in a heartbeat.
1: Question four: When is the little one gonna make her HCS Pro Talk debut?
0: When she can say fuck, <laughs> or it's get, sh- or as Scud Puddle said in Discord, get shit on Scud. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: predict that there's gonna be a time where we're gonna have to do a Discord call to to get the show recorded. Oh, and she'll just and be in she'll the background, be the background fucking wailing the whole sure. time. <laughs> but hey, that'll answer that question, wouldn't there it? There you go. Um, all right, on to Ogre's question: When sure. is the Linnea gonna play Halo?
0: Uh, whenever she is ready to, I don't know. Um, I'm not. So the thing that I've told myself with her or with, with parenting in general is I'm never going to force anything upon my kid. Right. Um, I will obviously like, obviously I want her to play video games. Right. Doesn't every father want them to do what like they want them to do. Like that's obvious. But, um, if she wants to, if she wants to play hockey, I'm going to be going to hockey games. If she wants to dance, I'll be going to dance recitals. If she wants to code, I'll. Get her a computer so she can code like it's not whatever she decides she wants to do. And if that includes video games, then I will gladly assist with that and do everything in my power to make that happen.
1: I mean, you know that kids are generally interested in what their parents are doing.
0: Sure. So if you're and of course, if something has buttons or things to press, she's of course, going to be interested in it. I say I say like in a week,
1: we just set a controller down.
0: I will have, she will have a controller in her lap. No, it's uh, a, but like, okay, specifically Halo related. Yeah. I am not going to be that parent that is like, oh, you're not 17. You can't play a rated M game. Okay. I'm not going to be that parent. I played GTA was out when I was in daycare. Yeah. Yeah, you think I give a fuck about that. I played
1: GTA when I was very young
0: and we came out just fine. Okay. I'm not telling people how to parent their children. I'm not asking for parenting tips. I'm saying this definitively right now. My child will come on to things like as she gets older, right? As anybody does. Will I let her do drugs? No. Will I let her smoke? No. Will I let her drink alcohol ahead of time? No. If she, But if we have these conversations early and often, right? Then as long as she knows like the consequences of doing, t- doing those types of things, right? I, I mean, yeah,
1: for me, like I didn't. I didn't smoke. I didn't. No, me either. My parents did. I didn't drink before I was, I mean, when I was 20, like a few months before sure. my birthday. Everyone um, does that though. But it's all about like, for me, it was at a young age, I was like, the expectations were set and the morals were set in. Yeah. That's kind of what did it for me. Yep. And yeah, both my parents smoked and I hated that smell. Oh my God. Yeah. People thought in junior high that I smoked because my clothes smelled so bad for my parents smoking Same in the house.
0: Here. Same here.
1: So, uh, yeah,
0: but see, I just, but then the other part of my brain goes, but since I'm not doing those things, I don't want her to like be the rebel. That's like, Oh, my parents don't want me to do it and they don't do it. So I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? As long as I just want her to know that I'm there for her no matter what, obviously. And if she, let's say she goes to a party, right? She's, she's like 17, she's 16, 17 years old. She goes to a party. Okay. I know, this is way down the line, but just hear be me out. i almost
1: like 50 at that point. I know, hear me Ugh. out,
0: hear me out. She, she does that, right? And she has friends, obviously. Friends friends drink at younger ages. Mm-hmm. Not dramatically young. I'm talking about like 16, 17 years old. But she goes to a party. All I ask, just give me a call. Right? Don't do something fucking stupid. Just don't. It's not worth it. As long as you tell me, hey, I'm going to be here. Yes, there's going to be alcohol. Okay. You... At this point in your life, you understand the circumstances. You un- I mean, you understand the consequences of doing such a thing. But if you do indulge a little bit, as long as you're responsible, don't overdo it. Don't tell anybody you're fucking doing it. Just give me a call when you're done. I'll be right there to pick your ass up.
1: And then ground you for a little bit.
0: Sure. Maybe. <laughs> I'm but like, it's, I'm, I'm all about that open dialogue because yeah. my parents had the open dialogue with me. They're like, hey, we do these things. It's bad. You probably shouldn't do them. Okay, I won't. Like, I don't want to. And then, in Halo specifically, because it's a rated M title, I mean, not anymore, Halo 5 is rated T for Teen, but whatever. Um, no, as if she picks up on it and wants to do it, then hell yeah, I'll be right there with her. As long as she knows, I mean, it's just fucking shooting aliens, who gives a shit. But if, uh, like if she wants to play GTA or something, and she sees someone playing it, or she sees someone playing something else that's bad, or whatever you want to say, like... As long as she understands the consequences of the things that are happening in the game, then I'm not going to hold her back.
1: And sometimes, like GTA, it's 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 outrageous what's in that game. Yeah, it's satirical. But it's, yeah, it's almost like to the point where you know it's as long as you know it's just a freaking game.
0: Exactly. Like I played, like I said, I played GTA when I was in daycare. I didn't go around shooting people in fucking streets and running people over. That's yeah. not <laughs> what it is. Like I, and I'm not even taking my anger out on in GTA. I'm just like it's for fun. It's a fun time. It's its own contained world, you know? So, yeah, uh, that's that's what I got. So,
1: my fondest memories of GTA, like the early ones like GTA 3. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a cousin who is mentally handicapped and he loves GTA just for the fact that you can go get in a semi and drive a semi around cuz he can't do that in real life, you know? Loves the semis. And he that's what he does and he'll He'll have fun driving it and like watching the trailer fly off ramps and stuff. And it's, it's just, awesome. Yeah, watching him enjoy that game for not even what it was intended for, but just what he wanted it to be, it was amazing. So it I is. think it, there's a, you know, as long as you know it's a it's a game and it's just for fun, have at it. Yep. All right. Not um, too young though. Not too sure.
0: Obviously, I'll preface that with not yeah, too young.
1: Yes. Um. All right. Moving on. Um. Ogre's second question here. I don't kind of understand where he's coming. Go ahead. Um, what type of parent are you going to be when it comes to the media? Stick to the ratings or ignore the ratings? What What does he mean by ratings? I guess I
0: think he's talking about like uh, just how you're quote unquote supposed to raise your child. And that's what he's talking about. Sure. Like, do you stick to what people say you should be raising your child like, or are you going to break the norm? Maybe that's what he's talking about. Um, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I yeah. had I had great parents. Um, I learned a lot and. I've been around great parents, I've been around I've been around shitty parents. Like obviously not my own, but like I've witnessed shitty parents. Um I can tell you one thing I'm never going to have my kid in a leash. That's one thing I've always stood by since I was a teenager is that I've seen I've seen kids on leashes. Now, I can understand I'm going to get I might get a lot of shit for this. But again, I'm not trying to tell people how to parent. It's just when I see this my perspective is you cannot control your child enough to Have confidence in watching them. Now, at the same time, very crowded spaces, the Minnesota State Fair, so on and so forth. I guess I could understand it. I guess I could see why you would have one, right? You have the fucker. You have her right there, right? But it's just, I don't want my kid to be like a dog. I just don't.
1: I... uh... I could see, like, State Fair and, like, Valley Fair in very sure. crowded places like that. Sure. Like yes.
0: Like I, I said, don't think yes. I would ever
1: do, like, the the full harness with, a like, a clip. Maybe, like, just clip something onto their backpack strap or something sure. like that. But, yeah, never, like, the full, like, body harness with a leash. That just seems a little too far for
0: me. Nope, it's, uh, it, I don't know. I just want to, I don't know the full-on type of parent that I'm going to be. But what I can say is that I'm going to do my absolute best to give her everything that she could ever want to succeed in life, and things will—I'll break norms in some areas. I'll follow the norm in others. It's just, I just want her to be happy and healthy, and I wanted to play video games.
1: We got a lot of—we th- <laughs> still got a lot of time to figure all this stuff out sure. too. And um, yep. from what what I've heard, I—I'm not a parent myself, but what, I've been around you while you've been going through this. I guess it's like a transition period for you.
0: Yeah, it is huge, and I've yeah. been hearing
1: all the. Advice people have been giving you, and it's more... You're going to come into it on your own. Yep. It's just... um, I mean, you can say you're going to do certain things, but when the moment arrives... Oh,
0: sure. I have no idea. I have no idea.
1: So, uh Scud Puddle says on Discord, bold prediction. Her first phrase will be get shit on Scud. I hope so. D- <laughs> Goalie Sniper says, I'm just curious if she develops a thick Minnesotan accent like Natana, or a little more toned down like Josh.
0: Um...
1: I'm going to say it's going to be thick Minnesotan.
0: You think it's going to be like Natanas? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Her, All the females in her family kind of have that same sure. voice. I think yeah. she's going to follow suit.
0: That could make sense, yeah. I can see it.
1: All right. And then Silos says, teach her to cry in the pitch of Halo theme before she starts speaking. Can you imagine?
0: It would be amazing. But uh, what I said in Discord, and I'll tell you, Will, as well, if you haven't seen it, is that for the past two days. Two nights, I guess you could say, um, I was playing Hippocampus for her. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, yeah. And you know what the best part is? Actually, funny story for you. I know I, I we'll get to the actual topic in a second here, but I have to tell you this other is phenomenal. So both the last two days I was in the hospital with Natana, like leading up to delivery and delivery, um, I wore both my Hippocampus shirts, okay? I wore my black one with the tour dates on the back, and then I wore my white one with the song lyrics on the back, Okay. The one with the song lyrics, um, that was the day, that was uh, that was Saturday into Sunday, okay? Saturday, I'm going up to the, what's called like the Overlook Cafe, and I'm standing in line to order my food. And uh, there's a doctor behind me, straight up, coat and everything, like just chilling behind me, wait, waiting to order his food. I order my food, I step back to the uh, back of the cafe, just waiting for it. He turns around, he looks at me, he's like, hey... What does your shirt say? And I'm like, oh, it's song lyrics. He's like, oh, what band? And I'm like, Hippocampus. He's like, I think I've heard of them. And I'm like, yeah, they're they're a Minnesota band. He's like, are they on the current? And I'm like, yeah, they are. He's like, yeah, I gotta give them another listen. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. All right, sweet. It's it, awesome. It was awesome. And then when I wore uh when I wore the black one with like their their symbols on it, right, mm-hmm. and the tour dates on the back. One of the doctors asked what symbols are those? And I'm like, I have no idea. She's like, what's it for? I'm like for a band, what band? hippocampus. And
1: then, <laughs> <laughs> See, I, when I was wearing my sweatshirt, yeah. I got to say that. What are those symbols? So I'm like, I don't know. It's on their album. Like, it's amazing it's for a band. It's a,
0: I love, <laughs> I love the, like how much people are interested yeah. in like this stuff. And then, uh, I was so proud because stuff that's so minuscule that, that realistically won't mean anything, but means something to me internally is that, uh, like the, Uh, So I got to be in the OR during her C-section, like when she was born Mm -hmm. and I had on a full coat and everything, um, hair net, beard net, face mask, everything, because like they don't want anything contaminated, obviously. Mm -hmm. But underneath that, I had my white hippocampus shirt with the song lyrics on the back from my favorite song on the album. Um, and so she was born while I was wearing that shirt. And then I'm like, I just, I just started playing her hippocampus songs the slower ones but because and then also something that natana told me is that uh when we played hippocampus along with other stuff that we listened to like she'd be moving a lot so when she was pregnant at the time so it just it just felt really cool when that happened but uh yeah in terms of the halo theme that'd be (laughs) that'd be insane that'd be fucking insane um should we move on to the actual topic though will or do you yeah. have any other questions before we move on?
1: No, I just want to say again, congrats! Thanks, That's man. Big milestone to hit. It's huge. Yeah. Um. If you need help getting a house prepared in any way, let me know. Sure. I know Natan will be at the hospital for a, little, a couple more days. If yep. you need anything, let me know, man. Oh,
0: it's it's good to go today. Oh. I uh today I built the travel system, the stroller and whatnot. So I'm just going to get the car seat in the. I'm just going to get the base for the car seat in the car. Oh,
1: another thing I wanted to say. Oh shit. Um, I thought it was hilarious that. Neither of you were at the, uh, baby shower. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. So about that, uh, again, really quick. Um, so (laughs) Natana was supposed to have a baby shower on Saturday. Um, and that was the 23rd, if I'm not mistaken, but she was, yeah, it was more than 24th. Uh, so she was supposed to have a baby shower on the 23rd and I was actually going to go in her place
1: because she had ended up in the hospital.
0: Yes. And so I go home, um, I made sure she was okay. I go home. Um, I had some homework to do and I had a test to do for school. And so I get home. I picked up Taco Bell breakfast on the way home. You know it, dude. Uh, I got that. I got the hash brown in that breakfast quesadilla. Oh, pretty good, right? Great idea. Great mm. idea. Um, Taco Bell breakfast episode coming soon. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no but seriously. So I, I get that. I go home. I eat it. I finish my discussion post for school and then I'm getting started on my test. I'm two questions into my test. I get a text from Natan, she's like, come back. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. So to be honest with you, I finished my test because I had to finish it like there. Mm-hmm. Um and I bolted. I went eighty five oh, back to the hospital. Yeah. Uh road, roads were fine. People were dumb, but roads were fine. But I was going eighty five there. Obviously, something important here. So I get there and um like that's when they said that, hey, we're we're moving. Like I wonder if you
1: like called local police and was like, hey, my daughter is having my kid right now. I need my daughter's es- having my or kid. My, <laughs> my wife's having my daughter right sure, now. Yeah, I need an escort to the hospital. Can you get me there like pronto if they would just be like, yep. And then
0: just oh, like, see, I wouldn't even care if I got pulled over. I, I would have just been like, dude, I, I that's where I'm going. And we'll see if I have another situation like I was going to my wedding rehearsal. <laughs> That's besides the point. Uh, no, but like I said, in the end, everything turned out just fine. Um, but yeah, so I was going to go in her place to this baby shower. But instead, I got called back to the hospital. And then since neither of us were able to go to the uh, baby shower, the baby shower still went on. It did. <laughs> it, it, uh, uh, you, they, they saved all the gifts. So I have not looked in any of them. I don't know what they are. Um, they're sitting on the dining room table for when Natana comes home so we can both open them together. Um, the one thing I did build because I knew what it was, was uh, the bassinet for the bedroom. So that's completed and ready to go.
1: There's yeah. one I'm excited for you to, to get into. I'm glad I haven't looked at so, any of them yet. So all right,
0: yeah, tomorrow yeah. or tomorrow or Wednesday. So we'll, we'll find out, um, all right. So the ba- actual back well, into some halo. Yes, back into some halo. The actual topic of the show this week, uh, suggested by Viscus with help from Silos as well. Competitive merit within video games. Um, so first and foremost, we asked this over on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and what and the Discord. Um, Marlin and everybody else that watches on YouTube. You guys can obviously make your uh get your notes in um when this posts. We'll read them next week as well. Here we go. From Twitter, Batchford states: "Low skill floor with high skill gap usually wield the best results. A game that wants to cons- to succeed in today's market needs to accommodate for casuals and more competitive players." Totally makes sense, right? All right, let's get a little bit more in depth here. So on Discord, Viscus, uh, one of the suggesters for this topic, states, and here's like a kind of uh, overview of what the topic would be, right? This might be too broad or potentially already covered, but, I re- but I'd but i like an in-depth discussion on the topic of competitive merit within games. Take for example that a lot of people who play Halo will say that X game has no competitive merit, or vice versa. Example questions or threads on the topic could be, balance even starts versus a pick 10 style item choice, um, asymmetry versus symmetrical map designs for objective games, easy to start, hard to master, Call of Duty, Fortnite, so on and so forth. Hope this translates well, it's a big topic but a debate I've had with my friends for years. To elaborate on an example, one could argue that even starts at the pinnacle of balanced competition. But on the flip side, managing items like Dota or understanding loadout counters Call of Duty is another skill of its own. Make sense? It does. To elaborate further on a different point, I think the uh, I think the the game is too easy is used a little too often sometimes. With the COD Pro League happening, I've been trying to get my Halo friends to watch it with me, but the too easy response dominates the discussion. My reply would always be that it's incredibly easy to throw a basketball in a hoop, but if you went against LeBron James, you'd get destroyed 100% of the time for years and years. And argue it, uh, it's like that with Skump. Skump is on um, uh, the Call of Duty uh, Optic Gaming roster, for those who don't know. Scud Puddle states Good point, Viscus. I'm personally a fan of even starts, but I also understand how attachment and item management is its own skill and its own beast. And I think it has a lot to do with why I like Halo more than COD. I have I don't have the knowledge to give me the best loadout but I'm more of a challenge chaser. I want to complete every challenge for each item, so a lot of the times I'll get destroyed because I'm trying to get 150 headshots with a shitty gun, but at the same time, it's not ranked, at least not what I play, and it has a progressive leveling system where I'll level up no matter what eventually. With Halo, I feel like the skill is inherently in the gameplay itself. You have the advantage if you're the better player, not necessarily if you have the better loadout, excluding power weapon and power-up pickups. Fiskets states, I think I agree with you for the most part. Getting kills in Halo feels so much more satisfying because each encounter is a straight-up battle. I think it's entirely why so many Halo pros who moved to COD just immediately dominated and went straight to the top. For a non-Halo hot take, I'd say that advanced mobility in Black Ops 3 was the best thing that happened in competitive COD because it increased the gun and mobility skill gap from just strafing, hopping, and crouching, but I digress. I think that loadouts make for a more competitive strategies in terms of team play, but as far as 1v1 engagements, it can be super frustrating. Scudpoto replies, this might just be in my head, but I notice that when I switch between the two, I feel slightly better in each. For example, you die quicker in COD, especially Hardcore, which I play, but when I go back to Halo, I play, far- I play my life better. In Halo, gun skill is better, so when I go back to COD, I feel like I can outgun them. But it might just be in my head. Tech Redneck chimes in with, I've kind of felt that way too, Scud. Not as much when I go back to Halo after playing COD for a while, but if I've been playing Halo and doing pretty well, then switch to COD, feels like I'm frying. Goalie sniper replies with for myself personally. I love the even starts. It makes everything centered on power weapon control and straight up kill, uh, skill versus skill. But games like counter-strike really do the asset management. Well, for myself, I'm not the biggest fan of COD just because for me, I never played enough to get the good guns and I feel like it's first see first kill, but in halo, I can turn and shit on a kid, even if he lands the first shot, but I'm also terrible at COD. So my opinion isn't really valid. It is just as valid as everybody else's Justin. Um, Viscous replies with, haha, awesome. I never really know how to say like, ha in, in a text. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. ha, awesome. Yeah, it sounds a little ingenuine <laughs> at times. Know, right? But uh, Looking forward to your guys' discussion. I'm also a fan of even starts more than the loadout, uh, Justin, but only by a margin. I certainly don't want to sound like I'm a splitting hairs or finding skill where there isn't any with COD, but I think the increased time to kills and stem shot health regen solve the problems you and most people have with the game, especially at higher levels. I'll never argue that COD takes the same amount of gun skill that Halo does, but I think roles aren't stressed enough with Black Ops, especially with the Specialists. Like, if you're running an SMG with FMJ, Full Metal Jacket, and trying to run down narrow halls against assault rifles with quick draw, you're going to die all the time. Knowing the map, the perks, attachments, and most importantly your enemy playstyles is just as important as gun skill in my opinion. Again, I don't want to sound preachy about the competitive merit of COD in the Halo chat, but I think there's so much fun in these discussions. Oh, to add another layer, the fact that the map has changed to only show a certain radius depending upon your equipment or perks make awareness even more of a skill to develop. That's something I think, a game, I think the game has over Halo in emphasizing. But that's largely because of how quick the time to die is, for better or worse. Oh, another thing. Sorry to keep slamming this chat. But I think another interesting competitive comparison is Paladins and Overwatch. I personally love Paladins more because of symmetrical maps, item purchasing, like MOBAs, and a different skill loadouts. So just a couple of things I want to hit on here with what Viscous Reply is. A, never feel like you're talking too much about COD in the Halo chat because we talk about all games and every game has what we're talking about here. It's competitive merit. And um, I do think, and we've talked about it before on previous episodes where that stem shot for health regen and Black Ops is game changing. Like it gives you that type of you can make more challenges, you can be smarter around the map. You don't have to worry about getting just destroyed right away. You know, you have that opportunity to get away, that very slight opportunity, and you can take advantage. So I'm just well, glad to see it in caught. Yeah, what I think
1: the stim shot brought in was the fact if you survived a gunfight before, it took a little bit to get your health back. Now it's more of you get that shot in and it's coming back faster.
0: Exactly. Um, you can get right back into it. Yes. Set up positions quicker. And if
1: you if you run a loadout like me, who doesn't get the quick stim shot back, sometimes I run around with 50 health and have to just wait a few seconds for my stim shot and I just have to camp a spot. It just creates a different strategic outlook on the map. Um, but yeah, it's uh, never feel like you're talking too much COD in a, in a Halo chat. We talk all games, like Josh said.
0: Hell yeah. Um, in regards to Paladins over Overwatch, I played a fair bit of Paladins... And I loved what I played. I think that game's fantastic. Um, and then in the basis of other competitive merit within other games, I do think that everything has its own type of niche. You could say you have your MOBAs with item management, like League and Dota. You have your, um, you have your class-based shooters like Paladins, Overwatch. Realistically, you could kind of include black ops in there with the specialists, right? They each have a different ultimate that they can use. So on and so forth. It's, and then you have your just straight up competitive shooters. You have Halo, you have COD, you have Gears, so on and so forth. Uh, Counter-Strike. It's just, we'll we'll finish these up and then I'll get to it.
1: Um, Only a couple left, but we'll, we'll, yeah,
0: go ahead. Goalie Sniper replies with, agreed, Viscus. I've never been able to play COD at a high level, so my opinion is coming from someone who doesn't know much about COD. I'm sure if I invested more time in it, I'd understand things a lot more. And Silo states, I could literally write an essay on this subject. I've written a couple comments already before deleting them when I realized they were getting too long. I'll say this. Comparing games is hard. As long as they follow an overall meta of almost every actual competitive game with at least two people who have some impact on each other, then they will have some merit. The overall meta being controlling, space, positioning, and or pace of the game. Everything from chess, poker, NASCAR, hockey, MMA, Halo, Call of Duty, League of Legends, Rocket League, etc. all follow this somewhat. Debating what physical skills are tougher can sometimes be possible and judging mental skills is sometimes possible, but there's definitely no perfect ratio. Halo is more physically demanding than go, but it doesn't make it harder, for example. And then, okay, so, Silos, I'm just going to say this. Yes, I am happy that you wrote your essay. Will, did you open that link that's in the show notes? I glanced at it briefly, did not start reading it yet, though. Okay. So, sorry, for, Silos. For those... Silos wrote an actual essay on this. Competitive merit. On this very topic. It is very long. Okay? So, I'm sorry, Silos, but we're not going to read it on the show. It would be a three-hour episode. It is very <laughs> long, but that's not to say it isn't worthwhile to read. So... Of course, we're going to include the link in the show notes. Please give it a read. It is in the Discord as well. Please give it a read. And then you know what? We'll even do this because we know the YouTube folks um, have an opportunity to chime in as well for the next week's episode. So, Will, let's read it. Um, and then for next week's episode, let's go over the topics and we can talk about what we what we read in there. Sound good? Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah, um, I mean... This essay from Silos. He goes everything, you know, skills, physical versus mental. He, he he breaks it down.
0: Yes, it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. So we definitely want to show it the love it deserves. It's just we really don't have the time on the show to read through it. But Silos don't make, don't take that as a detriment to what you did. Yes, we are very thankful for what you did because we want this type of discussion. We want to read through this and provide our thoughts. So that's exactly what we're gonna do for next week. Um, so Will. Yes. What are your thoughts on competitive merit within games? Oh. It's a big topic.
1: Yeah. So each game is different. Like you said, each game has its niche. Yes. I think that if the game is set up right and it's fair for the players, it can always have some form of comparative merit. Or comparative. Competitive merit. Um, I was thinking about this. I watched a streamer play Sea of Thieves, right? I've been I've been into this game a lot I've been playing it a lot and they created their own kind of competitive mode within it so um it's called Spirate. so it's spy pirate basically two teams of four um go up against each other they're both on the same server each or i I, I don't even know if they're on the same server but one player like they the other team chooses who the their spy is on the other team's boat okay and the goal for the players is to sail around and you know defeat megalodons defeat Krakens dumpster boats get get loot yeah makes sense yeah. The, the the spy is to do things and they're not supposed to be caught. But
0: to, like infiltrate, yeah, and stuff so like that. So they're supposed
1: to. Their job is to like turn lights on and off randomly, dump the rowboat off the back of the boat, dump loot off the back of the boat, basically mess with the team without them noticing. Yeah, and the spy gets points for their team by doing things to the other team, to doing things to their team, and um, your team gets points for doing objectives. Now this is not a game that's supposed to be competitive or you know it's supposed to be you know you're out having fun sailing the seas doing whatever but people have made their own mode out of it and i mean you could say it's just as competitive using you know it's not maybe a shoot it's not a shooter where it's out action-packed all time you know points coming down to the wire and maybe it's not as technical as uh, you know these big competitive games but they're still there's still competitive merit to it. Yeah. There's still some form of competition in trying to outscore your opponent. Um, And it just, it's a different form. It's a, it's a, a, it's a competitive form of using persuasion to convince people you're not a spy or who is the spy. Right. Um, It's about completing objectives without, I mean, you can't just run at the game and just try to do everything at once. Otherwise, A, you're going to get caught as a spy or your team's going to not see who the spy is by just running around and being random. There's a, there's tactics and form and ways to to play this to to figure out the objective. And um I'm really saying that you can make a competitive game almost out of anything.
0: Well, I mean, look at Halo, for example, right? You have competitive SWAT. Mm-hmm. You have competitive big team battle. You have competitive Griffball with their own settings that they've made over the years.
1: Yeah. It's-
0: and now
1: when we this this discussion, I think maybe not a game having competitive merit, but what, I think this discussion got more into, you know, who's to say, like, COD isn't more competitive than Halo or Halo more competitive than COD. Like, obviously sure. they have their eSports, um, their eSports leagues and things are bigger than other, but I think everything has its own competitive merit. I mean, even, like, in, in America, if there's anyone listening outside of the States, like, rugby's, not a big thing here, but Australia, it's huge. Yep. Soccer is not held as soccer or football in other countries is not held as high as the NFL here. Right. Is there still competitive merit to, to those sports? Hell yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yep. So who's really to say what's competitive over what not? It's what you make of it.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And the fact that there are so many different types of play styles. like You, you look at Dota right? You look at Dota and League of Legends with the amount of champions that are in that game in both those games, I mean, it's, they they say games are easy to play, difficult to master, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what Dota and League really are as well is that you, you can pick, they have characters with different like quote unquote difficulties. You could choose an easy character to start, get good with that person, just play that person only, but you're, there's so much more to that game, there's so much more competitiveness to that game. There's so much more depth to that game that you're not seeing any of that if you're not trying out other champions, trying out different techniques, working with your teammates, buying different items. There's it's incredible how it's incredible how much competitive merit and depth that a game like that has compared to let's just say, oh man, Tetris. There's competitive Tetris, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, everybody knows how to play Tetris. Okay, you play it once, you basically got it. Okay? But there's so many little intricacies and depth with Tetris. You have T-spins, you you can say uh, in other iterations, you could save blocks, um, and you you line up plays. You you predict things for the future.
1: Yep.
0: And it's it's just crazy that. Like you said, basically any game out there can have competitive merit. It's just it, it's just what people make of it. That's I all mean, it is.
1: Even single player Mario, there's world records held for fastest completion yep, rates and speed that, runs. That, the the speed run is the that's the competitive side of it. Yep. How fast can you get this done?
0: Yep. And um, there there's a you know Gran Turismo. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pro circuit for Gran Turismo. That if you win, you get a spot on a professional racing team.
1: Because they say it's that realistic.
0: Yes. Think about that. You're playing a fucking video game, a racing video game, to become a professional race car driver. That's insane. Yeah. That's competitive merit. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So,
1: I mean, if we want to... I don't think you can argue back and forth all day on what's more competitive. You know,
0: stats. I don't think we. I don't think we need to talk about what's no, more competitive. No, but,
1: that, but I think that's what happens when people start to bring this up. Is people are oh, Halo's more competitive than COD because you everyone's on the same playing field, um, but COD's like oh, but it's all about knowing the map and positioning. Well, Halo has that too, but yeah, but but COD is like you have to each player has their own specific abilities and you have to work as a team more. But I mean, you have to still communicate like.
0: So why can't... So you're saying, like, why can't they all just live in their own space?
1: Really? That's yeah. what it comes down to. Makes sense. Um, yeah.
0: I just, I just think it's crazy. Like, when you... Because, realistically, what? You look at uh, casual gears versus competitive gears. Right? Mm-hmm. Competitive gears, they're wall bouncing all over the place. They... Oh, my... The positioning is incredible. Casual gears, are just running into shit. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, it's not that's not to take away from it. It's just, I love, I love how you can, you can play smash brothers. Just four people in a room. Falco bitch. Yeah. You can just, you can have four people in a room having a great time with smash, right? Anybody can pick any character they want and basically have a fun time no matter what. Right. And then you have the competitive smash side, right? Whole different world. But they both exist in the same game, the same game. Everybody's playing the same exact game. The settings are the exact same, and it's just—it's crazy that basic, realistically, any game out there can have that type of both types of scenes. You have the 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 casual and the competitive sides. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what people want to make of it, and realistically, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be trying to take people, like tear people down for enjoying a, a specific competitive side of a game, right? Like that's petty. That's be way too petty. Just <laughs> instead, realize, come to realization that you may not have the same opinion as them, and move the fuck on. And find something that you enjoy. Find a competitive scene that you enjoy. If that's competitive Hearthstone, then hell yeah, watch competitive Hearthstone. And
1: going back also to another one, of, uh, viscous points here. Is his friends say you know COD's too easy? Why would you want to watch the competitive side of it? Those players, they're they're on another level. Yeah, they're, they're really, not playing at a casual level. They really are. Um, if you if you watch what they do and the way they work together, it is insane. Yep. Um, they do bait and
0: switches like no other. They
1: they they pick their so called classes to compl- to to complement their playstyle and their teammates. You yep. know,
0: um, they have designated roles. Yeah, just where like they supposed to be. Just and, like in the Overwatch League, you have a designated role per the player that you are. Yep. and that's why like I love Rainbow Six kind of in-
1: includes all of this too. They yep. have so many different operators, and um, you know, if someone picks Glass, which is a sniper type operator, he has a mm-hmm. thermal scope. So then all of a sudden the team's picking up more smoke grenades, so they can see the thermal scope through the smoke. And um, you know, there, there's just ways. There's so many ways to play. Like what's, but what's to say that. Cod's not more competitive than Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six. It, I think it's all on it's all competitive, just what you like watching.
0: Yeah, we we should we we should be steering the conversation more towards what makes a game competitive, what makes the specific game competitive, not which one is better than the other. Yeah. And like like you said with Rainbow Six, it's that that competitive scene has blown up recently. Like in the past couple of years. Yeah. It's blown up. Yeah. And it started it was
1: I loved playing that game when it first came out and the competitive scene slowly grew. Yep. And um, it's in, I think, year three now. Yep. And I think the reason it's blown up recently is they did have some, year two, they had a a, um, a season, so to say, called Operation Health. And they had they had issues where the servers weren't doing well and games were, you know, balancing was wrong. But I love that they took, took the approach of, hey, things aren't right. We're actually going to take time to fix it um and it wasn't just uh well it is what it is you know <laughs> yep. yep and
0: but for the record that game did not ship in a broken state no it did not so it's let's just get that point clear here they, think, they fixed it because they wanted to fix it not because they right. had it's, to
1: fix it and there's a difference between broken state and like server issues sure. right like that's that's was the main thing was that games were constantly lagging out there was lag issues yep it wasn't Yes, there were balances that need to be made because they came out with new operators. Yeah, and it always it never failed during that like season year one, year two. The new operators that came out were so OP. Always, always overpowered at first, and of course you have to balance that later. So they would give other players buffs, take away from certain other, um, you know, I don't know what to call them because they're not like champions, but they're operators. O- other operators, yeah, ha ha. Oh, uh, brain's not working.
0: It's okay. And You're the sleep-deprived one here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's okay. I've started my fair amount today, too.
1: But yeah, um, I think the games that... I think any game can have competitive merit. It's what you make of it.
0: Yep, but Halo's the best one. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It's, it's, I, it's all in the eye of the beholder, really.
1: Yep, I have to say that... Halo was the first esports I got into so that's like always what's gonna be there for me like I enjoy watching it the most it's uh, I watch the COD tournaments and yes I get into it but not as much as these Halo teams that I watch
0: there's a lot there's tournaments happening every week in different games across the internet so get on Twitch get on Mixer check them out so much competitive shit to love it's great it's only getting bigger really so Um. Does that do it for the topic, Will?
1: That's all I got, man. I think I'm. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if we got off topic with that. I don't think so. I feel like I ranted a little bit.
0: No, I think (laughs) it was. I think it was a good kind of open ended type of discussion too. So, like, if anybody listening, if you guys have thoughts on competitive merit within games, then let us know on Discord, let us know on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff, and we'll talk about it next week as well because we're gonna be reading through Silos's essay. Along with what people post on YouTube, and uh, we'll see what goes on. Will, it's time for some shoutouts. <laughs> I got one, but it's a big one. I just want to give a personal shout out to everyone um, who's shown love for my new baby. Um, yeah, it's just been—it's been a hell of a past fucking four days and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, now that she's here, obviously, and Natana's doing well and she's doing well. And yeah. So thank you guys so much for all the love across all the social media and yeah, it's great. That's all I got. That's all I got. Will. That's not all you got, though. What do you got for some community creations, Will?
1: All right, we're running a bit long here, so this is gonna go a little quick. Um, we have Me Monday on Reddit. Top Halo clips announced their week five winner, and it was um, Ultra Banshee. His troll submission ga- garnered a lot of laughter and love with 39 total concurrent likes. Thank you to Ultra Banshee and everyone who submitted their weekly clip. All right, we have the Play Griffball highlights couple Twitter statuses, or a few, three actually, to go check out. Um, we have the Halo Twitch Clips 11.0. More t- more Twitch Clips to look at for you there. I'm stumbling through my words, I don't know <laughs> why. I can tell why. a little bit. <laughs> Pocket's top 10 plays of the week, number five is out. Go check that out on YouTube. We have the daily Twitter clip, volume one by Scud Puddle, putting together a little montage of his own clips, which... They're great. I follow them every day on, t- on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're yep. amazing. Um, we have Totally Not Ominous. John and Jimmy Episode 3 by Red Chief Industries over on YouTube. And we have, last but not least, The Salt King Rises. Zarners Stream Highlights 1 by Zarners over on YouTube.
0: <laughs> you would never guess it was by Zarners no with way. a name like that. No way. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah. A couple, people, couple uh, great people within our community. Scott Puddle and Zarners. Congratulations. You guys are great. Keep up the content. It's good shit. William! Yes, sir. We did it. We're at the end. We are at the end of the show. I got a baby girl at the hospital that I'm gonna go see soon and then I'm gonna eat some
1: food. You're in the singing mood, aren't you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm in the singing mood. <laughs> hey, Will. Yeah? Uh, I wrote the show notes at at uh, 2 p.m. today. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, I don't even know why I fucking said it. There's, like, literally no reason why I said that. I just want to let you know.
1: When do you usually do them? You know, usually I just open the Google Doc right, right just, before the show they're, and they're there.
0: Yeah. And I, just- <laughs> I gotta just keep you on your toes. Um, you, know, you know what I'm gonna do? You know what I should do? One day I should just, like, have a blank document with the episode title oh, no. on there. And then you'll just be like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And then I'll just add it, like, immediately <laughs> right before we record You'll be like, you son of a bitch! Um, Will... No more stalling. Plug the show! You
1: can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Let us know what you like or what you don't like. What you'd like to us to do better. You can find us on Discord as well. Join the community discussion over there. Link will be provided in the show notes. A lot of great talk. A lot of our topic discussion going on there if you'd like to get a jump start on that during the week. And also, life events. Um, you can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company at HCS Pro Talk on those we are on the social medias Twitter, Instagram Facebook, YouTube Mixer all HCS Pro Talk and we have our own eSportspedia page we're just still excited about that
0: it's always exciting
1: go so we'll check that we out we have our own
0: show on like a wiki yeah uh, like th- that's nice, cool
1: nice wiki mate
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow okay <laughs> what <laughs> That's it. That's all the plugs. What was that a reference to? There's,
1: that's like an internet thing. It just, it's.
0: Sorry, I didn't get two of your references today. Two
1: of them, man. You're normally. Hey,
0: I let you talk about Minnesota Wild, you, you know? Did.
1: I, uh, you did. Thank you. I You're appreciate that. Like, I didn't that. Even
0: include that in the show. That was just like a, like a bull thought that popped no, in my head.
1: I, I was thinking about talking about it, but I knew that we had enough here and we covered almost two hours. So.
0: Uh, e- even then I found time for you. Thank you. You're welcome. I saw the tweet and I'm like, I bet he's going to want to talk about I it. I was I passionate about that. it. Hell yeah, you were. I saw that, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's, uh... Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for HCS Pro Talk episode 61. I want to thank you very much for listening. And uh, I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Read Silas' essay. Okay? Silos. I'm sorry we didn't read it on the show. But please read it. It's great. We're going to read through it. We're going to talk about it next week. And if you haven't gotten your opinion in on competitive merit within games, post it on the social medias and uh, we'll include it. think of, we could, we could kind of think of this as a two week topic. Kind of, you know, but, uh, that's uh that's going to do for us. I'm going to go do some stuff and go see my kid. And I'm going to get some food. I'm not going to sing again. We're, we're done with that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us. We'll see you next week, but until then, bye bye